Good morning, or at least good morning from my house right now when I'm recording this. Um, I wanted to hop on and just kind of talk about, before I start the interview that I did last night with Jenna Asp, to talk about um, this podcast, and we've got a lot of new people in the mentor group, and just why, what its purpose is and what it's doing, which is just to introduce a topic and introduce everybody to a lot of different people within the church uh, that we can be discussing during uh, the very, I do this monthly. So each month introducing a topic and, and a new, new person from our church into uh, the conversation. And um, hopefully it's, it's been super fun for me to do. I think that some of them seem more, <laughs> Uh, polished than others, but we keep going forward. Uh, this one was fun to do with Jen. Jen, sir, my intellectual friend who uh, goes deep, uh, and I, 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 uh, I love to think uh, intellectually about things. I feel like I'm always not sure if I'm following, but uh, I think this is one that we get there, and um, it uh, is a good, good conversation for discussion. Um, but I wanted to also say, since this is the first of kind of new groups of mentors, that um, at the end, I have some questions for you guys to talk about. But also last year, um, at the beginning of the groups, I talked about um, doing some introduction questions. And since um, I call this podcast Mentoring the Daily, and I think there's a real important piece of just... Uh, just that like mentoring in the day-to-day of life, which is where we live most of our life. Um, I had said to um, talk about, to share something just super daily about your life, something that's just going on. That's just like the, uh, not, not a resume, you know, conversation and not something overly deep or whatnot, but it could just be like, you know, about the day-to-day of your life that's going on. That's just something you'd tell a friend. So uh, at the end of the interview with Jen, I have a few questions that you can talk about related to that topic, but maybe start with that question of like, what's just something daily that's going on in your life as part of your introduction to your groups? All right. So this uh, this whole podcast is going to be much longer than they usually are. Ideally, I try to keep them to around 15 minutes. I don't think I ever have, but I typically do keep them under 20 minutes so um, so that you can just listen to them quick and uh, be ready to have a conversation. So anyway, without further ado, the next, the interview portion of this podcast. Hello and uh, welcome to the new season of this Mentoring the Daily podcast. Um, and today I have Jen Asp with me. And uh, Jen and I have been friends for a little while, and uh, we chatted about this topic, and it was just so fascinating that I wanted to uh, have her on to talk about imagination today. But first, I want to have her introduce herself. Tell a little about yourself, who you are, where you're at church now. I'm Jen. I've forgotten everything. I have no imagination now. <laughs> um, I'm Jen Asp. Um, I am a newly ordained deacon at church at Resurrection Anglican. I already forgot the name of the church. Um, and a pastor of discipleship. And I'm finishing my master's degree in biblical and theological 
studies as of May and working on a master's thesis um, that's called Reading with Affective Imagination, a Case Study on the Beatitudes. So I really like imagination. <laughs> also, I like emotion. That's next podcast. <laughs> next time we'll cover emotions. Um, so the first time that this came up was between Jen and I, we were chatting about uh, college and trying to help per- kids prepare for college. And um, she said something about helping kids imagine a future they have not yet experienced. And I completely fell in love with that phrasing um, as far as I was thinking about how to prepare us for the future and help her imagine that future. Um, and so it kind of just got us talking about it and turns out she's writing this whole paper and there's a whole theology of imagination out there. And um, so I just started asking questions about it. And as we talked about it, I, one of the things I finally said to her was, I think I'm wrapping my brain around this, but it also feels a little bit like, how would I explain to somebody that doesn't sound like I'm saying that I've made up my faith? So do you want to talk about that? (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think imagination is, um, I think it's hard because it's it's a word that we use with children and we encourage it in children. And unless, I don't know, maybe you're an artist or something, it's not something that we encourage in adulthood or Mm -hmm. I mean really any other place in life as a like as a way of normal being um and the more that I read and study about it the more I am convinced it is the heart of discipleship um and not right so it's not made up not fantasy right um so there are there are all these different kinds of imagination like in a in a theological context. Um, and, and actually it doesn't have to be theological, but um, the one that I, that felt like all, all signs were pointing to this, all roads were kind of led to this one, is it's called paradigmatic imagination. And the idea is that it is everything you are, right? The essence, all your past experiences that help you see patterns. I mean, essentially that kind of help you tell a story would be another way to say it, but you're looking for patterns and you, and you're looking for a whole picture. So for imagination, you always are thinking about something. There's always an object. Like you're not imagining nothing. You're imagining something, mm-hmm. right? which is right. Right. Like you, kids know that, mm-hmm. the, you know, doctors know that other guy, right. you know, like, the, um, so at, for a Christian, the way, in particular that we are um, shaped and formed as people made um, in the image of God and redeemed in his image, that part of us, our imagination, which is like reason, you know, it, it fell too, is also redeemed. And so who we are, the experiences that we have, um, in Christ and and just at, just as a part of living, we can see patterns. So we see patterns to be able to see a, a whole picture as we read scripture. And that goes just for daily living too. And so when you're looking at your child and you're helping them think, you know, with the example of college, like think through what that might look like for them living in, you know, a small town versus a big town or a Christian school versus a state school and really living into that experience. 
<laughs> that is that is everything that you are in in order to help someone see patterns or see a whole picture. Mm -hmm. That's that's kind of the gist of it. Okay. Yeah. So how does that then play out uh, in our Christian life? Like in our in the day-to-day -day of like discipling and interacting and understanding like if I have a situation happen in my life, how do I imagine, how do I um, understand my faith and imagine that scenario of like thinking through, okay, this thing happened, A, B, or C could be my response, right? So then I'm imagining myself in those positions. How do I incorporate my faith into that imagining? Does that make sense? Am I making sense of my question? Yeah, it is. Yes. Let me, I, I feel like, let me back up just a little bit before I say that because, because we're imagining something, but it doesn't always have to be the future, right? It can okay. be in a conversation. Mm -hmm. So, so I'm thinking of it more intrinsically. So the, like the, the theology behind it. Um, yeah. I think it's like a good way to frame it is the Imago Dei that we are made in the image of God and that we are made good in the image of God and that we have a relationship, like we were made to have a relationship with God. Mm -hmm. And so in the fall, that image is distorted in such a way that the relationship is not possible. And so everything we see right, is through a distorted lens. And so in the death and resurrection of Christ, that image is restored. And so um, to be able to, to, it is not that we can fully see God right through a glass darkly, mm -hmm. but in Christ, we see the face of God. And so that image is restored in us. So the way that we, right, the way that we think, the way that we pray, the way that we read scripture, the way that we relate um, to other people, it is all a reflection of that restored image of God, which is to say, like, the essence of who we are, the heart of who we are. So it's less about, like, I can imagine, I can imagine going on a trip, like, great, <laughs> so can I, um, you know, but more about, more about the, um, um, I think, engaging in a way that, that takes the patterns of scripture and applies them, right? So it's not just, it's not just living your life and going to the dentist, but being able to see that as part of a bigger picture, um, part of a bigger pattern mm -hmm. and, and operating out of that. Does that, mm -hmm. does that make things yeah. worse or better? I mean, yeah, this is the thing that I feel like this is why I'm like, I kind of get it, but I need Jen to come and explain it because I couldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> but so it's, um, yeah, I like the addition of that the idea of pattern and seeing that in my life, because then that makes sense of sort of both forward and backward. Like what has sort of been the pattern of my life can help inform the future, but then also can either in a good way or a bad way. Like yeah. this is a pattern that hasn't worked. I'm going to stop. This is a pattern that has worked. That's, you know, something that God's calling me to. Yeah. Right. Like, so, um, yeah, I mean, that kind of makes sense. So uh, is 
So I don't know if I'm very um, adept at extrapolating it yet, <laughs> as your ratings on your podcast will maybe show. Um, but what I want to do in my paper, so I, so mine's a little different because I'm talking about affective imagination. Mm-hmm. But I, so I kind of want to introduce that concept. Okay, here. so affect. So, so effect affect. So affect's about emotion, emotion uh-huh. right? So the how we feel, how we imagine our emotions basically? Um, no. So, so it's the idea of emotions and imagination um, put together, but actually working together. Um, so it, both emotions and imagination have to have an object. They can't not be about anything. And okay. so they work together so that imagination helps you see something clearly or vividly. Um, and with that kind of focus, then you can have an emotive response about that because you always have an emotion about something. And the, so um, the way that I am writing about it is emotion as a, as a cognitive judgment um, that indicates what you believe about something and how you think that, uh, that, that relates to your sort of subconscious idea of what the good life is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so if you're, you know, I don't know, John comes in and, and he stomps through as we're doing our podcast or something and you feel annoyed about that, right? Like he is, he and his stomping are the object. And then you are, um, annoyed because he is ruining your idea of the good life, which is a perfect podcast with me. I think it's going really well. <laughs> Super well. <laughs> um, and so, but even just this, right? Like even mm-hmm. this conversation is the idea of imagining that John has, Okay. Walked through, right? And, right. and that, like, I can feel that intention, yeah, like, like dude, I'm working right now. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so, like, to be able to live that way is to be able to relate to people. It's to be able to read and engage with scripture because the call of scripture is to open our heart to it. That that the God who gave who gave scripture that it is actually God breathed, and that and that our response isn't one of like, I will read the thing and then walk away, but actually I will open my heart with the possibility that that my beliefs will be exposed and my orders, my loves reordered, mm-hmm. uh, right? That is, and as Christians, that's what we want. It's sometimes painful, but that's what we want. And so it's that deep kind of engagement um, where you focus, like imagine as a focusing agent, mm-hmm. kind of, a, a, it lets you see well, it lets you see the patterns, it lets you see the texture and the complexity, and then to be able to say like, oh, yeah, actually, I really love that. Like, I want, I want to love this kind of thing, or, um, you know, horror. Like, ugh, that's terrible. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and it it exposes your beliefs and so offers you a chance to make um, a turn a turn toward God. Mm-hmm. So, would you say that's related to? Um... Like we often talk in this house about like telling ourselves the better story, like our brains telling a bad story. So then we're having a bad day and looking at it differently. And is there a better story that could be, you know, told about it? It feels like there's a similar idea in what you're saying. Because, because, right. And so you have to have imagination to tell a story. Right. 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 So we're all doing this. I mean, we're all constantly telling ourselves a story about what is happening at any moment in our life. 
right? Yes. And so imagination allows us to consider the possibility that there's a different story. Yes, right. Right, it allows you, and I would say the addition of emotion lets you have a glimpse into what you believe and what you really think is the good life. Mm-hmm. Right, and and that can be changed. So you're you can't change your emotions, but you can change your beliefs, mm-hmm. um, which I feel like is really interesting. And imagination lets you; it gives you the window, it gives you the space to be able to see what we can't see. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, so it works together to, yeah, to 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 tell your story and to even then see a different story or retell a story, mm-hmm. and for yourself and I would say for other people too or with other people too mm-hmm. to listen to a story and say, yeah. I'm kind of seeing other things like that, <laughs> right the whole part of myself the wholeness of myself can right. see patterns that maybe you're not seeing or that would complicate your story in a different way. Mm-hmm. And that's imagination. And so like, that's what we do with our kids all the time, right? right. Like, I see different patterns <laughs> than you're seeing and I will complicate. Yeah. Or, right, or kids do that with us too. Like, you know, it's like, that's oh, yeah. how we live together. Right. So like tonight, Riss and I were having this conversation where she started getting tense and I was like, I feel like there's something else going on here. And she kind of stepped away and then she came back and there was like, she's like, okay, well, this is what I'm actually, which was related, but unrelated. Right. So that's, would you say that's like that? And like, I'm imagining there could be another story and giving her that space to. Yes. Right. And to to be able to to also see what the other stories that she's got going on in her mind. are. And you're not making anything up. Like you're paying attention to. Right. The pattern, which says when she behaves this way, it's usually not about what is going on. So it's not like, this is what I love so much about imagination it doesn't it doesn't have to get rid of anything like oh that's too much history or like there are too many facts there for you to do a master work it all adds to the vividness of the picture and to the kinds of patterns that we can see Mm -hmm. so so with the more information the better Mm -hmm. it it only allows your imagination to be more vivid Mm -hmm. Um, and that's not to say that we can't imagine badly because we still live in a fallen world you know, even as redeemed people. So it's, yep. but that, but the idea is imaging God, right. And to be able to see those kind of patterns is to participate in that. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, I think this, we could probably go on for a long time. I mean, <laughs> you're writing a whole paper about this. I'm I, know, sure. I don't feel like I made anything more clear. So thanks for letting me practice talking about um, so we, I usually try to end these by um, sharing a couple questions that the groups can talk about. So we kind of talked about um, at talking about that what your experiences uh, within the teaching of if, I can't talk. What your experiences within the teaching of imagination in the church? Have you had any experience with it, or is this a totally new concept? Uh, and then what was the other thing? Uh, oh, can you think of a situation, work, parenting, family, what have you, where you have or could use imagination to like have a better conversation or, you know, think about things better? Yeah. Uh, oh, another one that I wrote down are what hangups. Did I write that down? 
what hangups or responses like you might just have in general to the whole idea of imagination, which was maybe the first question. <laughs> first, do you like this idea? Second, what experience have you had? Third, how could you apply this situation is basically. <laughs> uh, okay. That is it. Thank you so much for doing this with me and it's going to be great. <laughs>